0: You're listening to the DFS On Deck podcast, brought to you by Line Star, the top rated DFS tool set and number one companion for DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Go Line Star Premium now at linestarapp.com. Now, here are your hosts, fantasy baseball experts Joe Pizapia and Chris Meany. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? It's me, Joey P. Joe Pizapia, and welcome to On Deck right here. On the Line Star app. It's me and it's Chris Meany. And of course, it's you. And another day, another home run. That's right. Freddie Freeman went home run yard work twice yesterday. And our boy Nitro DFS, who's part of the program, part of the, the Line Star app family, it's part of the family. He called another home run. It's unbelievable. He's so good at what he does. And Of course, everyone rejoiced on the internet yet again as we continue to keep the streak alive between the three of us. I'm a little annoyed, though, Chris Meany, because on Monday I picked Jose Altuve. He wasn't in the lineup. My replacement for him was George Springer. He didn't go yard. And then last night they both went yard. So I'm a little, I'm a little frustrated this morning.
1: <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Uh back to back, too. That was our opportunity. We tried it a couple times. We tried to get cute with you know a guy, consecutive guys in the lineup. And we know that Springer and Altuve are the first two hitters in Houston's lineup 99% of the time. That was our chance yesterday to go back to back. But yeah, Nitro DFS, Humphreys solid showing again from him. He got two bombs. Like he said, from Freddie Freeman, who's been good to us this year. Like, I'll yes. never forget the Freddie Freeman call from all three of us night. that one day. It was yeah. a special, special night. So hopefully we can do it again today.
0: Yes, indeed. And of course, uh, we've got, uh, that means Jose Altuve's home run. You know what that means, right? Chris, You're one, You're step just one, one. Yeah. not just, just one step, one, one step away step left. Wow. That's nice. right. Cause that's 23. I believe if, uh, yeah.
1: And that bobblehead, head by the way is awesome. I didn't even know that <laughs> that was out there. We had somebody tweet you. Uh, and I was like, wow, I gotta get one of those too. Yeah, yeah he said twenty-three wow, bombs, twenty-three bombs, bombs, one away from his uh career high, and he's only had four hundred and six plate appearances, which is you know the lowest he's had. Geez, since twenty I know. Well, his he's gonna have year. this by September, most year. likely.
0: Yeah, and that's and that's astounding. And uh it's gonna look really nice here. I'm gonna put it right next to my Don Zimmer bobblehead and my Cal Ripken bobblehead it's going to be right in the right in there between them I have one of those really cool Don Zimmer then and now so it's like Don Zimmer as a young man playing for the Brooklyn Dodgers and then Don Zimmer as an old man that's uh which is really the rest of his 75 years on on earth which is funny Don Zimmer looked old when he was young like he's one of those guys yes he did (laughs) I love that guy (laughs) one of the great baseball lifers and I don't understand why he's not in the hall of fame just from you know people don't realize you know he was Manager of the Red Sox when they had that run there uh, back in 75. So the World Series there where they lost, but still quite a run there back in the late, mid to late 70s. He was the manager of the Cubs when the Cubs finally got back in the playoffs. And of course, you know, they lost that year and he was the 84, I want to say. And this was the guy who was there for the entire Yankee dynasty, a guy who played with Jackie Robinson, a guy oh, yeah. who uh, I think he was manager of the expansion Padres. This was a guy that was baseball everywhere for. 75 years or some like crazy number like that. And I just feel like that's a guy that's been in the hall of fame, man. You yeah, know, no. and Pedro Martinez tried to throw him to the ground for God's sakes.
1: And, and I think that's what most people, you know, the memory, the last memory, which is unfortunate because yeah, I mean, he, he was involved coaching the Montreal Expos in the seventies. He right. was a manager was of four teams. teams. Yeah. He was, he was around. You're right. He, he was, was on in baseball for about Dodgers 70 years. Upset
0: the Yankees. It was crazy. Like this man's baseball life. Like he is the, chronology of baseball Don Zimmer yeah it's true he's he's
1: been involved with every team like you said the Brooklyn Dodgers the Cubs the Mets the obviously the historic Yankees the Reds the Expos like the Red Sox yeah he's he's been around man Um, and and, and made a huge impact made a huge impact he's one of the
0: great baseball minds you know people forget you know Joe Torre was you know the manager of the Yankees and all this stuff yeah well Don Zimmer was the the bench coach yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And that's, yeah.
1: you know, pretty valuable to a lot of players. Like, if you go and ask those Yankee teams, you know, ask them some questions about, you know, guys like between him and Torrey, they probably have some pretty good stories of Zimmer and how close they were with, you know, the, you know, the bench boss.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, look, you know, I would like to have the, the bobblehead of Pedro Martinez throwing uh, Don Zimmer. That doesn't exist. But man, that would be an awesome one. Like that's one um, somebody should make up. What Played a baseball wild moment. scene that was. Oh, was. I'll never forget yeah. it. I was like, no, me is neither. That old fart running out. Yeah. <laughs> Martinez, <laughs> And he's always been my guy. That hence the Don Zimmer Memorial Fantasy yeah. Baseball League that we play in. Uh, it's my home league. That's what it's called. And that's, the funniest yeah. part about that is we used to call it that way before he died. And oh. the whole bit was it was a little it was another picture of Don Zimmer that said I'm not dead yet, you bastards. <laughs>
1: <laughs> People give Pedro a hard time, but there was nothing he could really do with that situation. That like, he just kind of like avoided done. him a little bit and give him the little throw down to the left. Yeah, that was the best thing he could
0: have done. What a wild scene. Right. We've reminisced enough. Let's oh, go back to yesterday. Yeah. Um, our our boy Andrew Heaney with a nice outing last night. Yes, um, big time nice. strikeout numbers for him and Mike Trout going forty. 40- Two on the board 42 home runs for mike trout right. a very special season indeed that's for sure uh continuing on there unfortunately our royals guy did not get the w uh no. he didn't pitch poorly
1: <laughs> but he didn't get the run know, support no,
0: just didn't get the run support what are you gonna do that happens sometimes Aaron Nola was good enough to win in boston so, so good job by Aaron Nola. it's 12th win of the season sonny gray also another strong outing for him His ERA under three now for the year and Freddie Galvis, another home run. And now we know that's 21 for Freddie Galvis. He's on fire. We got to talk about him more in DFS. We really do. It's true. The
1: fact that we even like brought him up and spent some time on him yesterday and then he went yard. Like if anybody listened yesterday and was like, oh, well, Galvis is a good punt play. Like we said, I mean, he was, he was a fantastic punt play. And you know, I got to give Sonny Gray some props. I know we gave him a lot yesterday as well. But I didn't see this coming this year from him. This type of bounce back at 2.92 no, ERA. He's been unreal. And pitching in that ballpark has not been an issue for him.
0: How funny would that be? Like the Yankees get in the playoffs and, you know, they're out in the first round because the pitching stinks. They could use Sunny sitting out there with a 2.7 ERA somewhere. Uh, the upset of the night in every way was Shane Bieber losing yes. uh, to the Mets. And it's funny because there was a part of me last night that saw the the Mets thing that went, you know, Look, that's a great tournament opportunity to take a shot on Mats. But that self loathing Met fan deep inside me that lives in my head, I was like, ugh, there's no way. That's crazy. That can't happen. But it did. It Damn. did. 9 2, another victory for the Mets. Conforto with his 27th. JD Davis, another guy we keep talking about on this show, uh, having some good moments there. And they really, look, the Mets really piled up more on the bullpen. But still, um, you know, it's it was a good night for Mats. It was a good night for the Mets. Keiko, another W there. We said he would. We talked about Freddie Freeman. Uh, You know who stays hot? Kyle Seager. Keeps staying hot yet again. Unbelievable. Kyle Seager and Cole Hamels bounce back, which is really good because he was somebody last night we talked about yesterday morning that it's like, oh, I just I can't get back in there yet. I need to see a good outing. I saw a good outing, uh, and I think that's good enough for me to buy back in certain circumstances now with Hamels. I think I just needed to see that a little bit.
1: Yeah, and he had a, t- a couple tough starts on the road. He's been pretty dominant at home. So, yeah, for the most part, I mean, the, some of these heavy favorites won, which was good for our parlay. But, yeah, the, the Indians and the and the Mets, not even the Mets winning. I mean, that was an upset on its own, but, like, just not getting that under because Bieber was so dominant on the road, Matt's so dominant at home, and he continued that way. So, yeah, some, some heavy favorites there in the Cubs and the Astros and the Twins winning those games. Um you Pineda again, yeah. like Pineda nothing, special. nothing special, but this is exactly what we called. You're right. You know, four it's special. not great. It it didn't really return value for four runs, but he's up to nine wins now in the season. And then did you see what happened in New York? Aaron Judge hit a home run for you, but Aaron Judge uh, well, yeah. finally went yard, and also Matt Olsen and Markana, a couple of guys we talked about yesterday, went yard and first.
0: That's right. Fine look, was so cheap, but we basically we we beat, uh, you know, I should have picked Darren Judge because we beat the table so hard about We did, yeah, we have <laughs> him.
1: for a week. But
0: you know what? It's all right. We didn't pick him, but we've been
1: telling people yeah. to get on him. Now's the time to get on him before he goes on this run.
0: Huge outputs to 16 runs for the Dodgers last night, and you had uh, 14 for the Twins. So some huge outings there for those guys. Polanco stays hot. Cruz has been good. Uh, oh, look, it's, it's great, yeah. you know, it's it's home run derby out there, so we got to get ourselves son, and that means, We got to go and start a new day because it's Wednesday. It's a new day. Yes, it is. And let's start with this day slate. So on the day slate today, you got uh, got a handful of games here. You got some big pitchers. You got Luis Castillo and Charlie Morton. They kind of headline this group. Then you got Odorizzi and Lucas Giolito. Giolito's got his work cut out for him against the Twins here who are rock and roll. And you got John Gray on the road. And looking at these four games in the daytime, who do you think is the best return on investment? On Fanduel? we're talking about Castillo in 10-2. Charlie Morton at eleven six, uh, 6 Giolito at 10-5. So these are the guys kind of at the top of the board. Or do you take that one Giolito, you know, rebound start, kind of crumple it up, throw it out because it's the Twins? I don't know. It's just kind of a tricky spot here because Gray has appealed to me, but the road numbers just aren't as good this year as the home numbers.
1: Yeah, no, they're not. I agree. You know what? I really like for the first time in a while, I'll go over to DraftKings. Like Castillo's only 8-8. I was, I was yeah, that's real, nuts. I was me. really
0: yeah, I was really confused. I, wanna, I was trying to like isolate them and say, okay, standalone. FanDuel. I, I think on FanDuel,
1: I yeah, I think on FanDuel, I'll still go him at 10 ten two. Okay. Um. Yeah. I still I still like that price. There hasn't been a lot of run score. It only you know it. Both, the first two games of that series have been three two three two. I expect you know very similar scoring. I don't know what's going on in Seattle right now. They're pretty hot. I, I still think Morton is a fine play. I won't touch Giolito. I won't touch Odorizzi. Um, and then the two contact guys in Gray and Leek. I, I probably won't go there. I lean Gray probably second out of out of everybody going here. But I really like Castillo. I think, you know, the price is fine. The Padres, again, we've, we've talked about how they're not the same lineup without Fernando Tatis Jr. atop the order. They just really aren't. There's a lot of holes now in their lineup. They're striking out a ton, so... Castillo has been so dominant at home. He's coming off a shaky start. I think maybe people, will maybe, perhaps we get him in the low ownership. I know there's only four games in this early slate, but that's the way I'd go. Morton should be fine, but man, wow, mm. Seattle! Like they're just doing something right now. The yeah, hot team.
0: They are, and I'm with you on, on DK. I think it's Castillo. I think you take Castillo and Odorizzi, and just hope for the best that the, the Twins can get a W there. Yeah, that's that's, that's how I would go personally. But I think on Fandle, I think I stay true with. Castillo as well I think it's the best spot there and I think you uh, continue on with some of the right-handed bats in that lineup like Suarez and Aquino and you make that work against Strom as best you can and I think that's the way you just you just make it work you go with the twins you go all in on the twins you go all in on the reds and you see what happens yeah, yeah I mean the, the twins are super
1: wide. cheap I mean Kepler is right. under 4k Cruz is just 4k Eddie Rosario's 3-6 and O's 3-4 Luis Perez is 2-8. I mean, this guy has he's, he doesn't have much power, but he's getting on base and he's scoring runs. I mean, Jonathan Scope hasn't really been in the lineup in the second half because of him. And then Mitch Garver's 3-3. Three, three. And then Marwan Gonzalez, 2-9. Like, there's a ton of value all the way up their lineup. I know Giolito has had some good outings, but he kind of, sometimes he struggles with the command and the home run ball. And the Twins lead the league in home runs, so it's not a bad call.
0: All right, on to the evening. Aaron Brooks. In Baltimore against Mike Montgomery. Look, we were looking for some runs yesterday. We didn't get the total we wanted out of Kansas City. Same deal, though. Merrifield is 3-4. Dozier's up to 4-1. So a little bump by him. So everyone's gotten bumped up a little bit. Yet they're coming off a night where, you know, the the run spot wasn't there. I'm wondering if this team is hitting a little bit of a cold patch. And that's just something that happens sometimes collectively as a team. You'll see teams go in a slump. And I'm a little worried about that right now. So I'm going to fade away from this tonight. How about you, Chris? Do you think they break out of it tonight against Brooks or you fade away from it as well?
1: Yeah, I'll probably fade away as well. Um, you know, I maybe have some shares of Solaire or Wit on Fandle, but I'm not going to take any other shots on like Dozier or O'Hearn or any of those guys. Uh, not on the slate. There's better spots.
0: All right, Patrick Sandoval against Mike Minor in Texas. We all know minor has been very good. That salary still kind of hovers in the same spot. He's always in that nine range, so he's 9-3 tonight. Over on Vandal, on DK, he's 10-4. A little bit more expensive. I like it as a standalone guy uh, more than I do. Uh, plus, you know, the Angels, the numbers against lefty's not great, although Mike Trout's playing out of his mind right now. I think... On DK, it's a fade for me, but on FanDuel, I think at nine three, I think you can mess around with that. What are your thoughts on Miner tonight? You a little afraid of, um, but just Mike Trout just wrecking games right now. Yeah, that
1: that has been the problem. He's, I mean, he's got eleven homers against Texas so far this season. He's just crushed the Rangers, and in that ballpark, he's just been dominant. But I think Miner can come away with a decent start here. I actually like the under. I think the total's pretty high. Even Patrick Sandoval, like, I'm not saying to go and, and play him, but again, we just saw exactly what the Rangers have done wrong all year and wrong, and just that what they haven't been able to do is hit left-handed pitching. And they didn't touch Haney at all yesterday with 14 strikeouts. I don't expect a lot from Sandoval today, and I don't expect a lot from the Angels lineup against Mike Minor. This will be the fourth time he's played them, and he's had really good outings against them all year. He had a complete game shutout earlier in the season. And the last five starts, 33,
0: 33 innings, better strikeouts, seven walks for him. Uh, So miner has been very solid. He's a solid guy. Nine, three is a solid price. I think it's fine. If you want to fade down a little bit, I don't think people will be on him.
1: I don't think people be on him. I think he's tournament play only.
0: Um, You might get him with low ownership. Agreed. All right, let's move on to Patrick Corbin, who has been pretty good. He's got another outing against the Joe Musgrove and the uh, Pittsburgh pirates. And look, it's it's on the road. I don't care. Uh, the last outing we had for him that we talked him up, all he did was throw down 43 points against Milwaukee. So we were right there. The outing before that, he threw down 40 against the Mets. Uh, then he had well, at one rough outing against Arizona, but before that, 46 and 49. Corbin's been very, very quietly consistent in terms of points on FanDuel. I think the 10-3 will be fine. It's a little cheaper than Walker Bueller tonight. It's a little cheaper than Verlander, who is very expensive. So. I'm in again, once again, uh, on DK, I think 10-8 is a great price for him. I think that's a tremendous value uh, over on the DraftKings side. How do you feel about Corbin tonight against Pittsburgh?
1: Yeah, I love him. Everything that you said, love him. His his highest strikeout game, too, came against the Pirates, a team that doesn't strike out a lot, and he, he managed 11K through 7. Like him a lot, Washington was the other disappointing team. They screwed a lot of parlays for me last night, going right back to them again today. I have no problem going back to them against Joe Musgrove. Uh, so yeah, I love Corbin and I, I think you can still get involved on Fandle with some of these guys like Eaton, uh Soto's four one, but Esdrubal Cabrera three, Adams three four, Robles three three. I think you can get involved there. It's pretty cheap. If you want to spend up on Corbin or you want to spend up on, you know, a guy like Verlander, for example, which we'll get to. There's yeah, there's on DK. There.
0: On DK, Cabrera's four one, yeah, uh Adams sorry. is four six and Robles is four four. Oh yeah, it's tougher. tougher tougher but it's not impossible but it's tougher drew smiley against rick porcello um i'm sorry all there the runs go here <laughs> give me some runs here again I, I don't know smiley's had some decent moments and stuff like that but i think this is a night where you you play heavy to the right-handed bats of uh, of the red sox and that means jd at 4-2 that means bogart's at four as long as he's in the lineup and that means mookie at 4-4 so um again you can make that kind of work with some low-cost guys and Mike Minor tonight, it's not impossible to do. But at the same time, on the Philly side, any love here for Bryce Harper at 4-3, which is a pretty decent value.
1: Yeah, it is, compared to his 5-1 price on DraftKings and Real Muto 5-2. It's really tough to get involved with the Phillies over there. Hoskins oh, 4-3, the three, I like. like. Over on DK is... Yeah, it's nearly impossible.
0: You got to be on the Stroman train. It's like a Stroman-Teheron grouping or something like that you got to do.
1: Yeah, even cheaper than that. You might have to just go like Sandoval and Brooks, which is just ugly. So I I definitely have no problem getting involved in Fandle. 3-9, Hoskins, 4-3, Harper. Those are two that I like. Even Segura at 3-3 is not a bad little price there, a little punt play at the shortstop position over on the other side. Again, I've said it all year. If Sam Travis is going to play at his price at 3 uh, you rock them, but I think you really spend up on, you said it, you really spend up on JD and Bogarts. Those are two guys that have absolutely crushed lefties so far this season. They're in really good spots. That team implied totals at 6.9, probably like seven three, seven four by the time, like five o'clock. Yeah, hits. whatever
0: it is, I'm taking the over. doesn't matter. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's talk about Marcus Stroman here, uh, who's been a little up and down since coming over to the Mets. Um, and the last 22 innings, 23 Ks, 10 walks. You like to see the walks a little bit less, obviously. Uh, he's also been hit around a little bit, 25 hits. So <clears throat> here's another tough one because he's eight, two, he's a decent value on the board. I think minor, I'd rather pay up for, you know, a little bit more of the floor of Mike minor. I think Stroman can be good enough. Do we want to make any cases on the other side though, for Cleveland because of the walks tonight, uh, that Stroman and he's been pretty hittable. Those two things combined. That's not a great opportunity. I don't like Plutko. He doesn't strike out enough guys. I no, can't get involved there, <clears throat> but I guess the question is, is this a game where we fade away from the pitching altogether, or do we take a shot at Stroman and hope for the W at 8.2?
1: I think you could maybe take a, I think you could take a shot on Stroman and uh, tournaments, but I, I'm, this is a game that I don't have a great feel for. I, I think you can get involved with some Mets because I don't like Plucko. He, he gives up a lot of contact. If you want to go Alonzo and Conforto, obviously, I'm not going to fault you for Alonzo. He's been, he's been awesome all year. On the other side, maybe some lefties like like Jose Ramirez switched around the other side. Jason Kipnis had 2-8. I do like it. He went yard yesterday in that game. He's he's fairly cheap. The lefties have give have given Stroman uh, the most issue all year. They're hitting 295 with 336 woba compared to righties only 216 and a 254 woba and really like the ground ball rate is through the roof when righties come up. Like they just they're not getting anything through the air. I mean it's 56%. So I Honestly, I'll probably shy away. I, I probably will altogether. But I don't mind Strowman in a, in a tournament here and there. And if you're not going to do it, I really still like the prices of of Puig, Ramirez, and Kipnis. Those four, five, six hitters—they're fairly cheap.
0: Yeah, I think this, the Indians are actually the sneaky stack of the night. I really do. I, just because of those numbers of Strowman, you just too many guys on base right now for him. You know, yeah. that's I think. And I don't know if he's just trying too hard or he's pressing or whatnot. Uh, but in terms of value, Michael Conforto at three six is a very good value, and JD Davis at two nine, we keep saying it. Yes. still Still very strong value. Caleb Smith against Julio Teheran. He's nine K over on uh, FanDuel on DK. He's just eight. I love Teheran tonight at eight. I think it gets the Marlins. I think this is a really good look for him. Atlanta's just rolling. Um, it's the same old, same old for them. So again, I think this is more <clears throat> well, you like Julio Teheran at nine or Mike Miner at nine three. Uh, I feel better about the strikeout rate of Mike Minor for the extra 300 bucks, but what do you think about this? I, I think year?
1: there's, I think Tehran is, I think he's a little bit safer. This is his fifth time playing against Miami, and he's allowed one run. One run. He had well, six, that's,
0: you convinced me. There you go. Right? You did. Right? It. Okay. Yeah.
1: Six scoreless, six scoreless, six scoreless. And then his last outing, which was two outings ago in Miami, seven innings, 7K, and only one earned run. So he's just, he just owns this team right now. And on the other side of it, we know Atlanta and what they do against lefties. And Caleb Smith is, has faced Atlanta a couple times, too. And I'll tell you what, it has not been good. His first outing is two homers. The next one after that was four runs. And most recently, when these two faced off against each other, I said two said two outings ago, he only lasted four two-thirds, gave up 10 hits, six runs, and two homers. He's given up 21 homers on the year. And he's it's mm-hmm. really helped him in Miami because his extreme fly ball rate has been fine. He's he's gotten away with some stuff there. Only seven homers allowed at home but 14 on the road it's really concerning so i think he can continue to dial up yeah Yeah. him and albies Uh, absolutely
0: albies acuna donaldson those three guys for sure and you know what even to a certain extent adam duvall 2.9 is a lineup builder sure
1: absolutely
0: that's another guy too just like that's what he does he gets home runs he goes yard adrian hauser against adam wainwright wainwright's at 7-1 again this is not a real appealing game for me from a pitching standpoint even though you're getting a discount but uh, let's talk about the offense here uh, Yelich is at 4-8. Kesten here is at 3-6 over on FanDuel, so a decent uh, spot on him. Mike Moustak is at 3-8, another guy too. I think the 3-6, three, 3-8 three, here, uh, Moustakas is a nice duo. And he's still got Goldschmidt at a very decent price at 3-6. Uh, still a guy that in the middle of that order, I still believe in. Uh, you know, he's had a nice little resurgence here in the second half. Uh, anything else from this game that pops to you that you think on either site that you think is uh, worthy of note?
1: Just, just lefties. This is like Wainwright's been really good at home. Uh, sub three area at home, which is pretty surprising. Actually, it's two point one nine, but lefties have really crushed him. And that's this is a plus matchup, I think, for for Milwaukee. I mean, Grisham atop the order. You mentioned Yelich, Musakis, Eric Thames. I would get some lefties in there.
0: All right, here we go. My favorite guy. My favorite return oh, on yes. investment tonight, yet again. If the record is broken, it's because I broke it. <laughs> That's for
1: Why the it's, tape 17 times? We've been all over Darvish. It's
0: you, Darvish. He's 9-7 tonight on FanDuel. Lock it up in cash. Lock it up in tournament. I think it plays in both yet again because for some reason, people refuse to put this guy into the double-digit sphere. He's getting real close, though. He's, like, scratching and sniffing yeah. the top one. Here you go. You ready for this? You ready for this? Over his last 48 innings, 63 strikeouts, two walks. Wow. Two. Wow. You know how many hits? 36 the guy's wow. been absolutely dominant he's been six innings pretty much every start there uh it's just all the you darvish tonight and anthony rizzo's red hot i want rizzo in that lineup castellanos went yard again yesterday another guy we keep highlighting give me castellanos give me rizzo give me darvish and give me a w against Derek rodriguez there it is boom lock yeah. it up
1: you said it perfectly yeah you have and that's been the the most impressive thing about Darvish because his first few starts seven, four, four, three, four, five, six, those were the walks he allowed in his first few starts. And then he hasn't issued a free pass in his last four and just one in his last six. So yeah, they yeah, have continue yeah. to rock him.
0: And look, he's 10k on DK, and that's fine. I'll I'll play there too. Verlander yeah. is 12 on DK tonight, and he is uh I want to say he's 12-2 on FanDuel tonight. So I'm fading Verlander. <laughs> yeah, no um, even fading Walker Bueller, who I know. Line star has Bueller and uh, Line star has uh, Verlander, very good returns. And of course, they are have great matchups in terms of projected points. But in terms of investment, that I want offensively, especially when you talk about the offense that we expect from that Phillies Red Sox game and some of the other offenses tonight, we've already talked about. I want all the U Darvish, especially on FanDuel. I think I think U Darvish is the guy you, you, you hook your wagon to it and you just ride that for sure. Obviously, with Houston, the bats are always in play. I'd really like Jose Altuve tonight to just get that home run. I really no. just, I want it out of the way. I want to, I want to put the bobblehead on the shelf and be done with it. And it's fun because Twitter's kind of uh, buzzing with it too. We've had a lot yeah. of our fans. <laughs> of the show.
1: We're all watching.
0: I Close. actually didn't, I was watching a movie with the kids. We're, we're in the Marvel universe. We were watching all the Marvel movies in the, uh, in the order yeah. you're supposed to watch them in whatever it is. Yeah. And the uh, last night was Ant-Man and Wasp. I was watching with the kids and um i got a little i saw a little tweet go by he's like oh you're one closer to the bobblehead <laughs> i was like awesome i didn't even realize it i was just watching the movie so.
1: it's gonna happen tonight because <laughs> daniel norris is allowed 18 bombs to right-handed bats to 349 wobas so, so tempted
0: to do it again tonight it's just yeah. just for the bit like, yeah. i want to do it for the bit <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right no, no. Uh, j-hap Hap against up. mike fires so here you go mike fires j-hap I'm gonna step away and let you tackle this one because I have my feelings. I want to hear yours thought yours first on this.
1: Yeah, you know what? On paper, we should see a lot of home runs. Like we we should see some fireworks. But fires has just been so dominant at home that I wouldn't be shocked if he. Just turned out a quality start, gave up a couple solo shots, and and moved along. And for Jay Happ, I'm I'm more intrigued with Oakland because of Jay Happ. I mean, righties and lefties have crushed him. He's allowed 29 bombs in the year. They all haven't come at home. They've a lot of them have still come on the road. And there's some guys in that Oakland lineup who can really swing it. And I mean, a 43% hard hit rate for righties. And then a 42% fly ball rate for righties. So, like, I really like Chapman. I continue to, to talk about Mark Hanna as, like, a value play at 3-3. Three, three, yeah, he's 3,000 on FanDuel. I know Chris Davis. I understand it. I watched a lot of that game last night. He almost went yard. Uh, I feel like he's pretty close at 2-5. I understand people are listening. I'm not doing Chris Davis again. I get it. Uh, but there's some value there. You know what? I'm not involved you with were the pitchers. right.
0: You were right. That one day you did Chris Davis, you were right. <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> one day.
1: There, I mean, we've been talking about him forever. But, you know, this is a pretty good opportunity for him, actually, against Jay Happ. He's just, he's he's been struggling. And, again, Fires, like, the, the splits are real, guy. This guy's 2.89 ERA, and opponents are only hitting 215 in Oakland against him. So
0: he's been pretty strong. Look, but on on FanDuel tonight, Aaron Judge at 3-8. You, gotta you got to lock him it. in again. You got to lock him in again like last night. We told you last night to lock him in. He's under four now. It's it's heinous. DD is at 3-3. I don't care how good Fires has been. Those guys are good returns on investment. And last but not least, Walker Buehler, who we all know is great. If, if you're just playing the late slate, you want to lock in the cash game guy, that's fine. I got no problem with that. Uh, you, can, you can lock him in. You have to pay. But, mm-hmm. you know, on FanDuel, at least you have some of those cheaper Yankees I just mentioned where you could put Walker Bueller together with them. It makes sense. Definitely. And then take another one off like A.J. Pollock, who went yard again yesterday at 3-5, who's had a really good return, you know, after another, oh, my God, another lost season for A.J. Pollock. But he's been pretty good since he's come he's, back. So,
1: yeah, don't count it out yet. They need him the most right now and into the playoffs. Yeah, he's been good. That's I think that's a great call by you. In the late slate, Walker Bueller, get a couple of these dogs. Yeah. They're still fairly cheap, like Jock Peterson 2-9 is another guy atop the order that I like. And then you'll get involved with Oakland and um, the Yankees. Because Yeah, get involved with Oakland and the
0: Yankees in there. You're you're in good shape there in the late yep. slate, if that's what you want to do. All right, parlay time. Let's do it, Chris. Media. All right, let's get, let's the, get wager- the guys
1: a winner here. Okay, so again, the under is hitting the first two games of this Padres and Red Series. I think it's going to hit again, eight and a half. I wouldn't be shocked if that gets down to eight. 7.5 honestly um minnesota by two for sure staying away from seattle and tampa i'm just not going to get involved there tampa's heavy favorites there's something going on with the mariners i just ugh, don't like it staying away uh, i do like washington to bounce back i like them by a couple runs i think that you can take them by two if you'd like i like the under in la and texas and it already has dropped it was 11 and a half it's now ten and a half. actually just in that hour that we've been talking to each other amazing i like the under there i like the over in boston and in philly uh, that total is at 12. I like Atlanta at home. Um, I think there'll be some runs in St. Louis, Milwaukee, and St. Louis. I like the over there. I like the Cubs, and then I, you know, you talked me into the over. I do love the value in that Yankees in that Oakland game. Nine and a half seems like a seems like a number that they can get to. And then there's really no point of laying juice on the Dodgers. They're minus three ten favorites. You'd have to pick take them by a couple runs. You can if you want scored 16 on the jays yesterday <laughs> yeah. sure they'll get you know six or seven today for sure and oh, you don't know who's pitching down. there yet they still don't they, even
0: know they don't know <laughs> it's time we're recording this anyway yeah oh my goodness not good okay it's that time chris meaty it's time to call our shot and our boy nitro dfs got freddie freeman for the double dong yesterday so good job by uh mr humphrey's yes. there and you know what chris <clears throat> i think tonight's the night you know why oh. because Jose Altuve against left-handed pitching this year He's doing you it. ready you ready for this slash Are you sitting down uh yeah 392 437 810 the oh my OPS goodness. 1247 against lefties you think Jose Altuve hits left-handed pitching well I think so does Daniel Norris qualify as a left-handed pitcher barely barely <laughs> only in the sense that he qualifies as left-handed more than he qualifies as a pitcher so tonight's the night for the bobblehead we're oh, gonna get it tonight man. number 24 and i get the bobble lock it up let's do this chris meanie who are you taking tonight
1: oh uh, i really hope that it happens I so and I mean, yeah the
0: numbers say that it should yeah the, the numbers
1: really do tell you that it should I, there's another good gra-
0: 392 chris 392 oh my god it's
1: That's ridiculous yeah there's there's another guy who hits lefties pretty well uh, he he enters this start with fourteen homers, a three ninety three average, and then a five twenty four Woba, and that is J D Martinez.
0: There you go. J D. Oh yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a fun night. It's gonna be some fireworks in Boston, and they weren't even uh, they weren't even scheduled for fireworks night. It's gonna be no. great. Drew yeah. Smiley in the American League ballpark against Rick Porcello, the human gas can. It's gonna be awesome. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's lock it up. Remember, yes. you can uh, go check out me and Chris Meany on the Twitter machine at pia 17 at Chris Meany. Of course, follow the Line Star app as well at Line Star app, Line Star MLB, and Line Star NFL. Tomorrow, speaking of NFL, we'll be back again with our NFL show. We take a day off on the Thursday here. We've got another NFL preview coming your way. So hot damn, that's the way to go. And uh, all things going well, plus a new uh, fantasy black book announcement coming at the end of the week. So Woo. stick around for that. That'll do it for me and Chris Meany. There's nothing left except to step out of the on-deck circle and into the batter's box and go yard. See you next time, kids. You've been listening to the DFS On Deck podcast, brought to you by Lion Star. Hit subscribe, tell a friend, and stay tuned for the next episode from fantasy baseball experts Joe Pizzapia and Chris Meany.